Hey, it's Al Nawatsky from the podcast. Like I said in our episode zero, we are three people and one microphone, and that's pretty much it. We don't have a budget. We're really small, and that's the way I like it. Um, but that said, I just wanted to pop in at the beginning here and apologize for just a few audio issues that I'm trying to work out. Uh, it's listenable, I think. Um, it sounds fine, but... Uh, you know, I want it to be perfect, and it's not, and I just have to let that go. So, Children of the Force, she may not sound like much, but she's got it where it counts. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. Yes, Lord Vader. Welcome to episode one of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. My name is Al Nowatsky. I'm the adult, technically speaking. And my daughter, Anna, is eight. Say hello, Anna. Hi. My son, Liam, is six. Hi. Oh, I didn't even have to tell you to say hello. All right. Well, we, (laughs) we love Star Wars. And we love talking about Star Wars, and now we love sharing our love of Star Wars in podcast form. That's a lot of love. And Star Wars. Yeah. Alright. So, since this is our first official episode, we did have an episode zero, but that was sort of a practice. Mm. I figured we could uh, introduce ourselves, say a little bit about who we are, and uh, where we fit into Star Wars fandom. You know, So, in, in the Star Wars fandom, we're fans. And... You're kid fans, which is pretty cool, because there's a lot of kid fans in Star Wars fandom. Like one hundred. <laughs> More than a hundred, yep. A thousand. More than that. So I'm going to say just a little bit about who I am. Uh, so my name's Al, and I was born and raised in a really small town in North Dakota. Not sure why this matters, but you know, it's just where I'm coming from as a person. Uh, and now we live in... Uh, the Twin Cities in, in Minnesota now. After Anna, after you were born, I quit my job. It was a corporate job, and I quit it to stay home with you for the last eight years. Well, and then Liam came along when you were two and a half. And uh, so I was home for a total of eight years with you guys, and now I'm back at work as an early uh, early childhood education uh, teaching. E-C-F-E for short. Yep. Uh, That's t- how kids usually know it as. Yeah, well, kids in Minnesota. <laughs> um, so basically, I, I am a teaching assistant in a classroom full of kids anywhere from babies to five years old. And I put on my Star Wars Stormtrooper shoes every day and go to class and play with little kids. And some of them say Stormtroopers, and other kids don't know the difference. But, uh, but it is fun sometimes when kids come in like uh, Star Wars shirts and I get to talk to them about Star Wars. And uh, I just love, you know, passing along my love. Oh my love. gosh, that actually happens. That does happen sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah, just yesterday there was a kid who had shirts full of Star Wars Lego characters. And he told me that his favorite bad guy was Darth Vader. And his favorite good guy was, I guessed, every single good guy on his shirt. And the last one I could guess was R2-D2, and that was his favorite guy. But he called him R2-D2. 
Doo-Doo or r 2 2 2 or something like that. I couldn't remember what he called him. <laughs> it wasn't the right name. R2-Fab, that's cute. Yeah. R2-Fab, too. Yeah, sure, something like that. That's who he is. R2-Fab, too. <laughs> so I just, uh, obviously I'm passing my love of Star Wars down to you guys, and you have definitely taken it on. And, you know, you love Star Wars. Uh, you know some things that I don't even... Like, Liam, you are learning how to read Arabesh, and I do not know how to read Arabesh. Uh, and both of you are translating things all the time, and we talk about Star Wars all the time, and I thought, ah, we should do a podcast about Star Wars, and we can have all these discussions, and Liam has something to say, so I'm going to let him say it now! Liam, what? What? Um, wait. There is literally an Ewok on the wall right beside your head, Liam. That's how much we love Star Wars. I know, we got... We got Star Wars wall stickers that I have one hanging up in my bed. That's where we're doing the so podcast right you, now. You fall asleep and you dream of wickets. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Liam. What were you going to say? Did you forget? I have this um, this piece of paper mm-hmm. that has the alphabet of, of, Arabesh. Um, of Arabesh, which is the Star Wars language. Mm-hmm. And I can spell things with it. And I need a... I, did need to look at my uh, my piece of paper with all the Arabesh on it to find out what the words were in Arabesh. Mm-hmm. But now, guess what I can do? What can you do now? Read Arabesh without even looking at it, <laughs> without even having to translate it. That's yeah. right. That's I right. mean, serious. I know. There was that that Star Wars uh, Facebook page posted uh, those. They're doing those trading card images. Of, uh, of the different Rebels characters and uh, ships and blasters and different things. And they did one for Fulcrum, who is like a mystery character on Rebels. Nobody knows who Fulcrum is. Um, but it will be revealed in the It will be, it will be revealed in the last episode. I know, we can't wait. I'm so <laughs> so but, but I Liam, think that was a little too loud. But it? Liam, you got home from school and I said, hey, look at this, here's a, pic- here's a picture. But there was no picture. Instead of the picture of Fulcrum, there were some words. And I said, maybe you could get out your Arabesque translator and translate that. And you just sat there and you said, I can do it without. And you translated it without. And it said, what did it say? Do you remember? I think it said, I think it said, no pictures. Yeah. Image not available is what it said. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. So Anna, would you like to say a little bit about yourself and just kind of who you are? Yeah, yeah sure. so so for people listening, just so they kind of know where we're coming from as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, go ahead. I'm Anna. Um, I, th- I don't know why this matters, but I love to read. Mm. Reading's well, my hobby, and I love also singing. That's my talent. Reading is your hobby, and singing is your talent. And I take piano lessons. Uh-huh. And I love Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is my favorite movie ever. Let's let's go through those three things that you said: reading, singing, and playing piano. And I can think of how all of those things have to do with Star Wars. Reading, there's tons of Star Wars books, and you know you haven't really gotten into Star Wars books yet, but I think you will. And singing, well, I hear. Yeah. And then also. Playing the piano, I learned how to play the first part of the Star Wars theme song. Yeah. 
You that was the first song that you picked out by ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So so that's Anna. Liam, who are you? Um, I'm Liam. Well, let, can you say a little bit about yourself? Um, Anything more about you? Well, basically my favorite thing to do is basically well, I can't really say it, but Star Wars. Your favorite thing to do is Star Wars? Like, 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 draw Star Wars things. Draw Star Wars things, yeah. You do do that quite a bit. You kind of draw your own kind of comics, almost, right? Where you have, like, action sequences and Jedi flipping over Sith and spaceships and space shooting at each other. And, and you've been going through the, what, the Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars character encyclopedia and drawing different people out of the character encyclopedia. Maybe we could uh, scan a couple of those and put them up on a, on Twitter or on our website, which is now up, although it's really new, uh, childrenoftheforce.com. Did I tell you guys that? We have a website now? Yes, Anna, yeah. what did you have to say? I also forgot one oh. really, really important thing about me. What? I love Minecraft. You love Minecraft. Oh. But Liam, you don't like Minecraft at all, do you? Jeez, Daddy, you know me. You're actually one of the most funniest person I met. Yeah. So you do like Minecraft. I was joking. Minecraft. Yeah. Minecraft. I love Minecraft. Minecraft. Where is it? Minecraft. Minecraft. I love Minecraft. Where is it? <laughs> Before we head on over to the news, uh, I wanted to really quick give a shout out to Star Wars KidCast which is the, uh, the first Star Wars podcast. It's been around for quite a while. Uh, for kids. It's made for kids by a guy named Chris, who's really cool. I've actually been in contact with him, and uh, seems, like, seems like a great guy, and uh, wanted to make sure everybody knew about this podcast. It's at Star Wars Kids Cast. So it's Star Wars, and then K-I-D-S-C-A-S-T dot blogspot dot com. Uh, and he has a bunch of different episodes up there and a lot of great interviews with, uh, like creators of books that are for kids and, uh, just a really great podcast all around. And I think that Anna and Liam, you have even listened to one of them each. I think Anna, which one did you listen to? I listened to, to the first one and I think, I'm not sure Liam's listened to the third one. Which one did you listen to Liam? Did he interview someone in the one that you listened to? I so. Did he interview the person who does the Lego, uh, the Yoda Chronicles? Is I that the think, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that and was guess a good what? One. When I listened to the podcast, yeah. I heard a boy's voice yeah. say, May the Force be with you. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, head on over to that podcast and check I that one out. I think it was the seventh podcast. The seventh. Oh, okay. Uh, but check that podcast out. It's a big. It's a big podcasting world. There's a ton of Star Wars podcasts out there. And most of them, I think, you know, kids could listen to. But not all of them are geared, like, toward kids, right? And actually, Star Wars Kids Cast is, I think, uh, of all the podcasts out there, and I'm including this one in it, is probably the best one for kids. Because he really does a great job of, of talking about Star Wars, maybe to someone who doesn't know a ton about Star Wars. Maybe it's a kid who hasn't even seen all the movies yet or something. Or maybe hasn't watched, uh, you know, any of the Clone Wars. So I think it's a really great introduction to Star Wars. And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed listening to the interviews. So 
definitely check that one out if you have kids who like to listen to Star Wars podcasts. Let's head on over to the news now. We're going to start our news segment with a, a sad story. But first, let me tell you about Star Trek. Not Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek is many TV shows, and it's a bunch of movies, and it has become uh, many things. But it started way back in 1966, and one of the main characters on the show was an alien, a Vulcan, named Spock. And Spock was played by a great actor named Leonard Nimoy. And what was really interesting about Spock is that since he was a Vulcan, he didn't really show emotion. Well, not often, at least. Every once in a while you'd see Spock show emotion, but he wasn't supposed to because he was Vulcan, and they're, not, they're supposed to control their emotions. And that's probably a really hard thing for an actor to do because they're used to being actors and being emotional, and he had to show no emotion, almost act like a robot. And he did a fantastic job of it. And that was Leonard Nimoy. And he died today at 83 years old. And I just he wanted to... He died today? He died today. Yep. On the day that we record this. Yep. It happened today. So we just found out about it today. Just a couple hours ago. And I just wanted to honor his memory briefly here. And say that if you haven't checked out some of those original Star Trek episodes, you should. In fact, I think we should watch more of them as a family also. Because they're really good. There's some really good stuff in there. And I grew up watching reruns of the classic Star Trek. And then I, I started watching the new Star Trek stuff that came out in the late 80s. And there was a couple new Star Trek movies that came out recently. And they were directed by J.J. Abrams. And Leonard Nimoy was in those too. He was old Spock who traveled back in time to talk to the new Spock. Who's played by a different actor. So if you wanted a Star Wars connection to Leonard Nimoy, there you go. He worked with J.J. Abrams. Anyway, here's to Spock and Leonard Nimoy. Cheers. So happier breaking news today. The Hollywood Reporter has a story about an upcoming Lego Star Wars TV show. And it sounds like it'll be five episodes, 22 minutes long, each episode. So a normal length of an episode. And it's going to center on C-3PO and R2-D2 retelling the complete Star Wars saga. So it's going to be episode 1 through 6 told by C-3PO and R2-D2. And the really cool thing about this is that they're going to be telling this story from a point after Return of the Jedi. So this is them. You're going to see C-3PO and R2-D2 after Return of the Jedi. We haven't seen anything after Return of the Jedi, which is, I think, pretty cool you to see. You don't mean we're going to see some of Episode 7. Well, it won't be Episode 7. It's going to be right after the destruction of the Death Star over Endor. So, and in the middle of Episode 7 and Episode 6. Yeah, yeah, but really close to Episode 6, I think. It, it sounds like the plot is going to be somehow they, got, they get kidnapped or something like that, and they end up telling this story to somebody. So it's episode one through six from Ooh, their perspective. That sounds good. Now, uh, there's a, web, a website called Slashfilm said that this is going to be canon. But we know that 
we know for a fact that all of the Lego stuff that has come out is not canon. And there's no reason to believe that this will be canon. So I think Slashfilm is wrong about that. But they thought, oh, it'd be really cool because this is canon and it's after Return of the Jedi. So we're going to see what the galaxy looks like after Return of the Jedi. But I don't think that's the case at all. Because Lego does some really silly stuff with Star Wars. And it's not canon. So I don't think this will be canon either. <laughs> but it's going to be on Disney XD, which means we'll get to watch it online. So it's... Yeah, and it's going to come out later oh this my year. Gosh! Yeah, I know. New York Toy Fair was a couple weekends ago, as of this recording. And a toy fair is basically uh, where a bunch of adults get together and geek out over toys. And from what I heard, there wasn't a lot of Star Wars toys there, but there was a Chewbacca Furby that farts. <laughs> that's, that's what they said. What's a Chewbacca uh, uh, do you guys know what a Furby is? No. No, you don't know what a Furby is. Kids don't know what Furbies are. Why would you? It's an old toy. It's not that old, though. It's only like 10 years old, but older than you guys. So Furbies are like these dolls, right? Like stuffed animals. But they have eyes that blink, and they will react to you if you talk to them. Or if you pet them, they'll kind of react oh, a little bit. Oh, I think bit. I know that. Yeah. So I they... think Vi has one. Mm, so, so there's going to be a Chewbacca Furby. Uh... That part. <laughs> <laughs> and and a there's also going to be a bunch of uh, Lego sets, including a Republic gunship microfighter, a vulture droid microfighter. Uh, from Rebels, there's going to be an ATDP walker and a Wookiee gunship, which is based on the ship that we see at the end of Spark of Rebellion. Uh, I think I've actually seen that ship in Target. The Wookiee gunship. I think that's already on the shelves. I think. I wonder if we'll see that gunship again in Rebels. If that's going to come back. I mean, if they're making a Lego set out of it. I remember what... Remember what Wolfwaro said? What did Wolfwaro say? We'll be there. If you ever need help, we'll be there. What if they come in and fire over the galaxy? And, and come and help Kanan? What if that happens? What if they come to Mustafar? And help out in Fire Across the Galaxy? Oh, yeah! Boom, 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 Let's go kick some butts. Okay. Also, out of the New York Toy Fair came some news about the lack of female figures from Hasbro. Hasbro is the toy maker that makes the Star Wars action figures. Now, there are conflicting reports about Hasbro's response to a question that was asked about the lack of female figures. Uh, Jedi Temple Archives is the website that first reported that Hasbro said that there were, quote, plenty of female characters. That was Hasbro's response. Uh, but Hasbro has since asked them to change that answer to... I have one Princess Leia. You do have one Princess Leia action figure? Uh... Oh, jeez, that's like the one I have. It's the only one. And it's Boosh. And it's Leia as Boosh, yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't Leia as a slave, because Leia as a slave, that's the most suit she doesn't want to be in. That's these the people, stop putting only that one out. <laughs> like, these. That's always the only one you put out. Yeah, that's the only one we ever see at Target, is is Leia in her slave outfit. How frustrating is that? 
That's right, Liam. That's that's really that's annoying. So, but Hasbro has uh, asked uh, Jedi Temple Archives to change their answer um, to basically just a list of female figures that have been released. So basically, Hasbro is saying that they're releasing Hera and Sabine and some other figures. So there will be Hera and Sabine released. Because they will. Um, we'll see. So basically, Hasbro is saying... Maybe, probably, um, um, Falklam if she's a, if Falklam's a girl. Oh, yeah, well, that'd be cool. Well, it might be Princess Leia, so... Who knows? So, uh... That's what my dad thinks. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, Hasbro is saying, there's no problem. But here's the thing. Uh, Amy Ratcliffe is a writer for Star Wars Insider, and she also blogs over at a blog called Geek with Curves, and we get Star Wars Insider, and she's in there, yeah, she writes for them. She does a lot of interviews for them and everything. Uh, so she has a blog, and she did a breakdown of how many female Star Wars figures there are, as opposed to male, and she even includes some easy-to-read graphs. So I'm going to show you two, Anna and Liam. I'm going to show you guys these graphs right now. And you decide for yourselves if you think Hasbro is doing a great job or not. And I'm going to show you on the computer so there will be some, you know, clicking and scrolling. So here is a graph of, and I'm going to put this website in the show notes on the podcast so that people can see these, okay? I think this is important for people to understand. Here's a representation of Leia, Padme, and Ahsoka in action figures. So here's Leia. So when we're looking at the original trilogy, we have Luke, Han, and Leia, okay? There are 90 Luke action figures that have been released, 59 Hans, and 45 Leias. Okay? Now let's look at Padme. There's, from the prequel trilogy, 61 Anakins, 58 Obi-Wans, and 26 Padmes. What the heck? Now let's look at... favorite character? No, let's look at Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. There's been 14 Anakin figures, 13 Obi-Wan, and seven Ahsoka. What the? So who is who? Who do you guys think? Who's the main character of the Clone Wars? I would. Ahsoka. I would argue Ahsoka. that Ahsoka is kind of and Ahsoka should be and, and uh, Obi Wan should switch spots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obi Wan should actually. Be a little well, bit. I think they should be all the same. I think they the should same. be all fourteen. Mm, that would be great. Yeah. That would be awesome. So if you could say anything to Hasbro about whether or not they've made enough female action figures, what would you say? Way not enough. Way not enough? I know. And what would you say, Liam? I'll say you're mean to Leia. <laughs> you're mean to Leia. Wow. And Padme and Ahsoka. I mean, Ahsoka 7? Say... Oh, we won 13? Crazy! Yeah. I'll say, I'll say you're mean to Lego girls. Well, no, not Lego. Action figure girls. You're... <laughs> You're mean to action figure girls. I would say, do better, Hasbro. That's what I would say. Do better. You can do better. They can do better. There's room for improvement. And you know what? I'm really looking forward to seeing Hera and Sabine on the shelves, and hopefully they're coming soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure she'll have those double blasters and. A, ma- awesome. a Mando helmet you can put on and take awesome. off. It'll be great. Yeah. And Rebels. So, so just a little bit, a little bit more. Thank you for those sound effects, Liam. Just a little more analysis from 
from this. I, I'm going to say that I think Star Wars as a franchise, like a franchise, I don't know. Do you guys know what that means? So the Star Wars franchise is like everything Star Wars, all of it together, right? I think that the Star Wars franchise is partly to blame for this. And I don't think the blame is completely on Hasbro. Okay, I think that there are simply more male characters than female. Now that doesn't mean of that. Course. Yeah, but that doesn't. But we saw, we just saw it, right, with his graphs. That even that doesn't mean that more of the same type of male should be made than female characters, right? So Hasbro still has a lot of you know catching up to do. Um, but I think that Hasbro's failure isn't the root of the problem. That it's a symptom of systemic cultural sexism that has expressed itself through Star Wars and pretty much any other mainstream media endeavor in the history of time. Okay, we live in, unfortunately, we live in a culture that is sexist, right? We know this, that places males above females. It's very unfortunate, but that is kind of how society works. But we need to do better. We need to stop that from happening, right? So just because that's the world we live in and that's what media does sometimes doesn't mean that we need to be okay with that. We don't just shrug our shoulders and say, oh, well, that's the way it is. No, we say, do better. We can do better. Yes, Anna? Um, I, I watched a speech. The person playing Hermione Granger gave a speech mm -hmm. about how girls should have the same rights as boys. That is right. I remember that speech. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what her name is? No. The person who plays Hermione Granger in the movies. That's just what I said. She gave a speech, yeah, to the UN. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm totally blanking on her name. Emma Watson. Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She gave that speech. That was really great. Yep. And I think that Star Wars is getting better than they used to be, right? Like in the original trilogy, it was just Leia. That's pretty much it, right? But now we have Ahsoka and Hera and Sabine and probably Rey in The Force Awakens. They're all really good, complex, well-written positive female characters so keep it up star wars good job for getting keep better you know for doing even more of that because leia was great but now we have even more leias we have more awesome female characters now let's have the toys reflect that right leah oh and don't forget to make ray please don't forget oh to make ray yeah of course and now, you know, Ray, there's probably going to be, like, Tatooine, if, I, if she's on Tatooine there. We assume it's Tatooine. Maybe it's not. But if she's on Tatooine, make Tatooine Ray. If she changes and, you know, she's, like, on a jungle planet and she's got a blaster and a jungle costume on, you know, I want to see that action figure, too. I want to see a bunch of Rays. Yes, Liam? I think that the planet they, that they were on might have been the Spice Mines of Kessel. Because oh. the Spice Mines of Kessel has a big field, and it kind of looks like sand on the field. And also, there's like kind of big swirly hills going up, and we saw some hills in the back. So oh. maybe it's the Spice Mines of Kessel. You think that it could be Kessel? That yeah. That both Finn and Ray are on? Yep. Wow. So I think that's that's it for the news. Uh, let's go on now and uh, go over to our joke segment. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. How did Luke feel when the Emperor decided to kill him? I don't know. Shocked.
he got That's shot. Funny. He got shot by the emperor, and we're like, oh my gosh. And that's what. Mm. Yeah. Double meaning. Yeah. Thanks for I'm explaining that. No, oh, that's okay. You don't have to tell a joke. I think we were just going to do one joke for a joke segment. No, no, I have one. Oh, you think you have one? Okay. What is it? Mm. Knock, knock. Who's there? Electrocute. Electrocute who? Electrocute R2-D2. <laughs> well, like, oh. And also, R2-D2 goes... Mm. And, and he can, like... He can shock people. Yep. And did you have a joke? No. No, I didn't think so. Okay. Alright, well, let's uh, head on over to our uh, review segment, where we're going to review a book. So today we're reviewing Star Wars Rebels, Ezra's Wookiee Adventure, published by Disney Publishing Worldwide. This is a read-along book, like the ones that I remember from when I was a kid. I had an Empire Strikes Back read-along book that I think you guys have seen. I lost the tape a long time ago, but I used to pop the tape in, and I'd hit play, and R2-D2 would beep whenever I was supposed to turn the page. Yeah, yeah. but I wore that tape out really good. Uh, when you play a tape too many times, it starts to get worn out. It doesn't sound as good. <laughs> so you so played it, like, I, too much. I listened to it a lot. Uh... But, of course, this book does not come with a tape, <laughs> right? They don't make tapes anymore. Uh, but if you bought the physical book, which we didn't, but if you actually bought the book in the store, it would come with a CD that you could put in, into the radio, right, and hit play, and then you would read along to the music or the CD coming out of the radio. But we bought the edition on the Nook, and it's available for iPad also. You can get it in the App Store or on barnesandnoble.com or on Amazon. Um, you can download it anywhere. And the book basically reads itself to you and tells you when to turn the page. And or you like could it. read it. Or you can read it yourself. Or what else, Anna? You can read it, and it'll record you reading it. And then you can just click on it, and it'll read it to you with your voice. And I was going to say, this is the sound it makes when you have to turn when you get to turn the page. <laughs> I can't do it very good. That's the sound that the book makes already? You mean? Like when you have to turn the page? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So what sound would you make for having to turn the page if you recorded it yourself, Anna? I would make nub-nub. Nub-nub? Yub-nub or nub-nub? I would yeah. just say nub-nub. Nub-nub. How about you, Liam? What, what sounds? Actually, I, people, most people say yub-nub. Yub-nub? It's actually yub-nub. It is actually yub-nub, but um, I, I always said nub-nub when I was a kid. But I say nub-nub. Sure, either way. How about you, Liam? What sound would you make to turn the page? I think I could make... Ooh, a lightsaber sound? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I'd just try to do an R2-D2, because that's what I'm used to from when I was a kid. Something. Someday, Liam, I look forward to hearing your voice on the record your own. When you're able to read well enough and you can just read it all out loud. 
and then you can listen back to yourself reading it. That'd be really cool, huh? I wanna do it. I wanna do it. You oh, wanna do and it. four. I'm cheering my hands in the air. Just to tell you. <laughs> You're cheering your hands in the air. Yes, Anna? It says Lothal in the book. When I when I record it, I'm gonna say Lothal. <laughs> I'm not Loth. You didn't like that they pronounced Lothal Lothal? No. Yeah. That's something that they've said. I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that basically you can pronounce it Lothal or Lothal, uh, and it depends on, in, in the Star Wars universe, it depends on where you live on Lothal, how you pronounce it, right? So if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, you pronounce it Lothal, maybe. And if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you pronounce it Lothal. I think it was kind of a joke that they made, but they also said that people pronounce things different ways in Star Wars, like the examples of Han and Han, or Han Solo, right? Anyway, anyway, back to our review of Ezra's Wookiee Adventure. Now, this book is basically the retelling of Spark of Rebellion, uh, right? This tells the story of the, the first, you know, movie, two-episode-long kind of movie of Rebels, which is called Spark of Rebellion. Uh, it's almost exactly the same. Some things are cut out. You know, they obviously can't do as much. Uh, they can't do as much with, with you know, they can't do every scene in the book, right? They have to cut some stuff out. And there was actually one little extra part in this book that wasn't in Spark of Rebellion. And that was kind of the introduction to Kitwar and Wolfaro. When Kitwar was, like, being taken away from his dad by the stormtroopers. I went back and I watched Spark of Rebellion, and that's not actually in the movie. So I kind of like that they they characterized... You didn't watch Spark of Rebellion without us. <laughs> well, I just watched that part. I didn't watch the whole thing without you. But I, I, I did watch that that's part. That's fine, but I'm so mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I kind of like that they gave the Wookiees a little bit more to do in this book. Like, there was a little bit more action with them. You got to know Kitwar a little bit. And Kitwar is so cute that you can't have too much Kitwar, no. right? He's adorable! I you... just wish I could hug him up to into the movie and hug him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you wanna get shot by a stormtrooper? G? No, <laughs> n no, not on, what's it called again? Oh, on Kessel? Not on Kessel, just on the ship. So what did you guys think of the book? I mean, do you think it's it's a good book? Uh, do you think it's worth it to buy it and, and read well, through it? I think it's and... good, but not as good as all the episodes of Outlander. Oh, yeah? Way, oh. way less good. Yeah, Star Wars is, is something I mean, that's more fun to watch, I, I think, than read. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't like that there's, like, tons of scenes are cut out. Oh, you wish that it was longer? Yeah. And that it had every little scene? Yeah. I think I'm faster reading it by myself. Oh, it would be faster if you read it by yourself I than so. than having the person read it to you. I think so. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But it's kind of cool to have the person read it to you because it's not what? just the narrator reading it. It actually has Ezra's actual voice. And Sabine's And Sabine's voice. and Kanan. It has Kanan. actual clips from the show. Excuse the interruption, folks. Al here. The rest of the review of Ezra's Wookiee Rescue was unfortunately lost. And that serves me right for not making a copy of all of my recordings. 
Well, you live, you learn. If I remember correctly, the kids and I talked about how this book was a great introduction to the Rebels television show, and that if you were on the fence about checking Rebels out with your kid, this would be a good book to use as a testing ground or a primer for the show. Uh, so without further ado, let's head on over to the question and answer council. The Force and its wisdom are all around us. Ask your will a yes or no question. Sense the Force in my left hand. Press it and answer you, I will. Okay, so this is our first official episode of Children of the Force. Um, I asked the first... Um, I asked the first question last time in episode zero, though, so we're going to let Anna ask the first question this time. Anna, fire away. I've got a really good one. Okay. What is your favorite Sith? My favorite Sith? Oh. I'm going to say... Well, like, mean guy who uses the Force. Oh, oh, your favorite dark side Force user? Yes. Your, okay. So... Including Grievous, because he can't use the Force. He but can't use the not Force. Not including Grievous. Oh, then, but you can do Ventress, right? Oh, Ventress would be yeah. an option, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to have to say... I think you might say, say oh, he's evil when I say this, mm -hmm. but I, I, I think I'm going to go with, with Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Liam's answer is Count Dooku. Liam's evil. Yeah, can you tell? Can you say a little bit about why you choose Count Dooku? Well, because he has three. Well, basically three powers. That's pretty cool. A lightsaber, the Force. Well, a Jedi, the Force, and electrocution. Wow. He has three powers. Yeah. You mean the Sith? The Sith? What? He said a Jedi, of course, and... Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, the Sith. Mm. Oh, well, he was a Jedi. I guess. I guess. He was Qui-Gon Jinn. And Master, mm -hmm. but now he's slash evil, evil Sith Lord. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Tada, who's your um favorite Sith Lord? Banana. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite Sith Lord, I'm going to have to go with Darth Sidious, uh, because he's very patient. He waits for a long time for all of his plans to come together, and he's super smart. I mean, he had a really good plan. He turned the Jedi into a war machine, basically. Uh, he made the Jedi compromise their principles by fighting wars. I think that's... Um, why he he revealed that he was actually a Sith Lord. Mm. I think I know he did that because he wanted the Jedi to turn into Sith and go into your anger and come fight people. That when Mace Windu came to arrest him, that's when he revealed that he was a Sith Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he revealed it to Anakin before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, yeah, and then and then Mace Windu came to arrest him, but then he decided, well, I just have to kill this guy because I can't arrest the Chancellor. How would that work, right? He's the leader of the Republic. And there's that whole thing where would people believe that he was a Sith? At this point in time in the universe, the Sith aren't even... People don't even believe that there are Sith. That's not something that the average person in the galaxy really believes. 
So that's why, you know, Sidious was not worried about getting arrested or anything. Because if someone said, if the Jedi came out and said, the Chancellor is a Sith Lord, people would be like, yeah, really? What does that mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, the like, Jedi. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. They don't know what the Sith are. I mean, it's been, what, a thousand years since there's been any Sith, you know? It's, <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't have really mattered to them. So that, I think, I just really love how Palpatine made everything come together. I mean, I obviously don't like what he did. You know, he's, he's pure evil. But uh, he's a really good planner. And it's, it was kind of fun watching the prequels to see how, how this all came together and how the Empire rose. And I think that the way George Lucas had the Emperor playing everybody against themselves was genius. Okay, Anna, well, you asked the question. Let's hear the answer. Um, I am going to go with Asajj Ventress and the Inquisitor. Mm. Wow. Inquisitor? Yeah, he's a dark he's a dark side user with the Force. Uh-huh. I know, but... Evil! Evil, evil! Evil, evil! Evil. Evil. Well, yeah. Evil. 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 Evil, 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 evil. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. She's evil. I like Asajj Ventress because she's really cool, and she has two lightsabers that she can put together in and make a double lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I really like the Inquisitor. I think I really like like the tattoos. Mm. I'm not sure why else I like him. I think I think he's a really good like he's a good Sith. Hmm. Well, not Sith, but he's a good dark side user. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uses his power for me. Right. And he's he's really smart, too. I kind of like yeah. that about him. Like, he he has studied the Jedi, you know. He knows who Kanan's master is just by seeing how he fights. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Liam, did you have something to say about Anna's um, choices? Yeah, but she couldn't make a double lightsaber before she had... Um, Count Dooku gave her those two red lightsabers. Before, she couldn't, because she had one green lightsaber and one blue lightsaber, and she fought with those two, and they couldn't go together. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that, Leah. Thanks for teaching me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got it from the, you know, the Clone Wars movies we watched with oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. The cartoon? Technically, those are legends, so that's not canon, but, you know, that's, we can... Pretend that they're canon if you want to. So, is that true? What is is what true? Is that true? Why are you whispering? <laughs> yes, yes, I I think you're remembering that correctly. That's how the the animated, the cartoon, uh, Clone Wars show did go, but that is not part of canon. But that's fine. We can just you know pretend that it is. It's okay. Liam, uh, you have a question for us now. Who's your favorite Ewok? Who's our favorite Ewok? Daddy, can you bring up names of Ewoks? Because I don't know a lot of them. <laughs> well, you have one hanging on your wall right there. I do like them, but I think a lot of other people would like them. Who's like the medicine one? Lagre? Lagre. I really like Lagre, and I also like Wicket. Wicket. Yeah. My favorite, I think my favorite is Chief Chirpa and Chief, Wicket. Chief Chirpa? Yeah. And, and Wicket? 
Yeah. I like Logray. Logray and Wicket for Anna. I'm going to go with uh, Wicket because when I was a little kid, I had a Wicket t-shirt <laughs> when I was four, four years old. <laughs> and I remember loving the Ewoks when I was a little, little kid. No, Ewoks are adorable. I just wish I could go into that picture and hug it. <laughs> I mean, hug it. But I want to see you. It would be weird. And I would see it and I stick a movie up there. It would be so fuzzy. I do want a hug one. Okay, I'll ask my question now. So, since it's the first episode of Children of the Force, I'm going to ask what you think in the Clone Wars, there's an episode called Children of the Force. And in that episode, it seems, that phrase, Children of the Force, seems to mean just kids who are Force-sensitive, right? But in Rebels, in that new scene that was added to the beginning of Spark of Rebellion with Darth Vader, we hear him tell the Inquisitor, the Emperor has foreseen a new threat, a new threat, rising against him, the Children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. And he says, hunts down this new enemy, he tells the Inquisitor. So do you think there's anything different about kids who are born Force-sensitive after Order 66? Is there something about the Force that causes them to be a new threat instead of just the threat of Force users for the Emperor? What do you think? Children of the Force, what do you think it means? What do you think Children of the Force means? <laughs> that is a question, Liam. What do you think it means? It needs to be something like, who's your favorite character? No. <laughs> not, like, not like, um, not, you can't do like, who's that person? You don't like, you don't like that question that I asked you. Oh. Okay, fine. Who's your favorite member of the ghost crew from Star Wars Rebels? Anna. Sveen. <laughs> Liam. Spectre 5. Ezra. Please remind me who Spectre 5 is. I think it's Zeb. It's Zeb. Zeb? Okay. I don't remember the code names. I was like, Spectre 5. I'm going to go with Kanan. I thought so. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Children of the Force. This is episode one. We're happy to be here. We plan to make many more episodes of Children of the Force. Uh, if you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter at Force Children. We're on Facebook. Just search for Children of the Force. Or we... Yes, that's right, Liam. There is a childrenoftheforce.com now. And also, if you wanted to email us, we are at forcechildren at gmail.com. If you would like to submit a question for our question and answer council, you can email us. And in place of me asking a question, I will ask your question. So if you want Anna and Liam and me to answer any question about Star Wars, whether it be, what's our favorite this, or why do you think Darth Vader says that, or any kind of question, we will answer it. If you want to ask the question in person, with your voice, you could either send us a recording of your voice, or you could uh, try to line it up with us and call in and ask us, and we can answer it live. That would be pretty fun, too. So, uh, yeah. I think I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to Children of the Force and MTFBW. <laughs>
MTFBWI. <laughs> May the force be Liam. Who's Blasters? Are those Blasters? Oh. Did you like make that up before podcast? <laughs> I wrote it down because I knew I wouldn't remember it. Liam, are you a, uh, a battle droid? I can tell by your hands that you, you're a, a droidicon. No? What are you? Well, I was. I was, mm. but now I'm shit. Mm. Tie fighter? No. Oh, actually, yeah. Okay. And I thought it was actually. I thought you said ship. Well, Vulture Droids are in a ship. Mm-hmm. They're a ship and a droid. Nobody drives them. Right. They're not driven by anybody. But they fly out of space. Yep. 